Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. It's the Hands Down DFS NFL podcast, and we're doing a little week four recap, week five, first look. And uh, first, I'd like to thank Chris for standing in for me while I was gone. Had a nice little vacation and still got my hands dirty in DFS because, you know, I'm a degenerate and need to play every slate. But uh, so appreciate Chris standing in. But as always, Scotty is here uh, to help me with this with this slate. What's up, Scotty? Yeah, we missed you. We loved having buddy Chris on the pod. Um, if you're out there listening, um, Chris, thank you so much. But yeah, no, definitely missed you. Glad that we are back. Um, excited about a new segment that we're going to be jumping into. Uh, I think, think we, should, we should have some fun today. Yeah, it, it, I think we'll be adding some new stuff in here. And I think this should be, should add, should add some spice to this podcast. But before we get into that, it wouldn't be hands down DFS without thanking Optimal DFS, our uh, great friends with their True. mobile optimizer. True. They've been uh, they've been killing it. They, I mean, notably in week four, I did not did not look at Joe Mixon at all. Been tinkering with that Optimal DFS app, playing with some settings. He just kept popping up, and I was like, you know, all right, I'll throw him in a lineup or two. And boy, did he have a big a big Sunday. So he's been. Uh, so optimal you, DFS they, first they called Joe game. Mixon. They called Joe Mixon uh, last week, and then the week before they called Justin Jefferson. I think optimal yeah, DFS yeah. man, you got to get on it because you're pretty much throwing away money by not using them. It's it's right. that simple. And I know we're talking NFL here, but hey, we've I've been playing MLB every day since the playoffs. Just been Dude. doing either double ups, triple triple ups. Literally haven't lost yet. Have only won money using them. So yeah. I mean, they've been they've been on top of their game. So go check them out. Click the link in the description, and uh, you know, just win yourself some money because it's that easy. It's really that easy. Uh, so we'll we'll recap week four a bit, and I'll let uh, Scotty talk about this new segment we're gonna do for our new recaps. So this new segment, I love it. I think it's gonna be amazing. Please let us know in the comments below if you either hate it or love it, because. Um, if you guys hate it, just like our power rankings earlier in the year, we will get rid of them. It's that easy. Uh, and But I think this is great because, one, it gives us an ability to look back on the week uh, that just happened um, and kind of give us a little bit of a guardrail, see how we're doing. What we're going to do is we're going to take our week four final picks, and we're, we're going to give in each position our told you, uh, where we nailed the pick perfectly, uh, and we're also going to say our sorries, uh, where we – led you guys astray and we apologize and we just wanted to get just any hard feelings out uh out there just express just that hey we are sorry we played them in our lineups too and we lost some money yes. so and yeah, if, yeah. Uh, i i listened to those podcasts if ty hilton had a 20 point game this week we would be <laughs> writing formal apology letters to him we would well, be discontinued we you all would never hear our voices again but he but didn't aj he green didn't. one catch three yards ha <laughs> against the Jags if you're not gonna do it against the Jags when you're ever gonna do it buddy come on so let's get into the our first our premier segment of told you and I'm sorry and Scotty I'll let you take it away with the quarterback position who who did you tell us about dude I told y'all about Matthew Stafford I originally in my beginning pick had Joe Burrow but I was like mm, no Matthew Stafford Saints were injured uh Stafford came out, 23.3 DK points, absolutely killing it for under 6,000. Um, yeah, told you. Boom. 
And uh, did who'd you miss on there? You had a pretty weak pick here. Guys, I'm sorry about Kirk Cousins. I oh, my I got to be honest. My PlayStation name for a while was You Like That, um, in honor of Kirk Cousins. And there's a soft spot in my heart. Just it led me astray. Only 15 DK points. He didn't have the Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen big game that I was hoping for. I'm sorry, guys. Which is odd because honestly, this was like one of the better games the Vikings have played. It just wasn't through Kirk. Nope. Yeah, Dalvin Cook had a monster game. Absolutely threw that kid in the dirt with the stiff arm. Oh, um, that was that was Vernon Hargraves. That's who that was. Oof. Gators in the pros. <laughs> my uh, my told you of week four has to be Teddy Bridgewater. I love the Panthers, and he came in in my contest at one percent owned and was twenty seven point two four DK points. I played him in uh, I want to say around twenty five to thirty percent of my lineups, and you know I had a very average day. I like I was slightly down on the day but teddy bridgewater brought me to that slightly down mine you know versus being very far down so thank you teddy bridgewater told you Teddy bridgewater repeat week this week first look there it is against the falcons it's happening um i for qbs i joe burrow i guess could be my i'm sorry it's not like you had a bad game 19.1 dk points i mean my qbs were fine that's not where that's not where i went wrong but uh tell, tell I, the people you did good come on you're this is about to be a rough segment for you for the rest of the rest yeah, of this segment. My QB is take, the one good spot. Take your victory lap now, buddy. <laughs> I, it's I had I had some plays that went well, most of them in the QB. The rest of my uh running backs, wide receivers, there were some there were some rough calls I had and so I'll just say, yeah, did good QB. We'll leave it at that. Who okay, um, let's just let's just jump right in. Who's your I'm sorry from the running back position? I mean it's a pretty obvious one, and it, it's Austin Eckler, and I can't really fault him too much. He got injured, had to leave the game. But when I'm paying $7,100 for a running back and he gets two DK points and I'm playing him, I probably played him in, like, close to 40% of my lineups, and that just killed me. Like, you know, when you have a guy that you're paying that much for, drop a donut, basically, you're – that lineup, you might as well just walk over to the fireplace and toss some dollar bills in it because you're not winning any money with a lineup that has a 7,100 guy scoring zero points. Yeah, no, it's brutal. But you had you had a, you had a solid told you. Yeah, I, I really liked this play. I Chase Edmonds was the eighth highest scoring running back at $4,200. And I, I was saying that, like, he was in a position to – just kill it you know he was kind of to begin with he was kind of splitting the field with um with Kenyon drake and then he went against uh who was a carolina who allowed the most passing yards most passing dk points to running backs and edmonds primarily the receiver out of the backfield came in you know had a pretty solid day five catches 24 yards and a touchdown plus you know 16 rushing yards good for 15 dk points i mean he's he wasn't breaking the slate but when he was basically dirt cheap i mean i plugged him in and he was a very solid play for me so told you that's about next gen, that's some next gen stats right there buddy yeah yeah and he, he came in at like half a percent only even more so so that would I, I i really love that play i'm glad he hit um you had a pretty good running back day how was how, how what was your told you yeah my told you uh was chris carson i originally had james robinson because i wasn't sure what um chris carson's uh, availability would 
D. But I mean, he uh, was able to play. He was able to suit up. 25 DK points. Played great. Almost wish he didn't play, though, because we would have been able to get Carlos Hyde or Travis Homer um, for a much cheaper price. But no, hey, still did his job. Did great. Told you. And guys, your, your, yeah. your running backs were – what was your – I'm sorry. This is – I feel like Chris Hall – oh, I just, I just said his last name. So he is out there. He is, he is known. Um, buddy Chris um, needs to come onto the pod too, and this needs to be a joint apology. Um, guys, we're sorry about Kamara. Kamara, we said that he could have been 10,000, and we still would have played him because it was just a sure deal he was going to get 40 DK points. He got half that at 20. Latavius Murray, got to hate him. Um, yeah. still and just touchdowns. That sucks. Just brutal, guys. I'm sorry. I'm not happy about it either. Had him in probably 85, 90% of my lineups. Yeah. But I mean, you, you can't, I, I, we can't fault you too much because he was, he was, you know, almost 50% owned, which is ridiculous. It, if I had known he would be that high owned, like I knew he was going to be the highest owned guy on the slate because he was in the best position. But if I had known he was going at 50% owned, I probably would have definitely, like, you know, kind of, lower my ownership on him but yeah i also went very very high ownership on him uh 20 I do, points before we move into running backs i do want it to be known yes okay we missed on mixon that's that's fair we didn't nobody touched on mixon he did great but dalvin cook was the guy that i said if you're going to pay up for another running back pay up for dalvin cook um he had 31 uh so that's like a i guess maybe if you listen to that part of me but no i, I definitely said Kamara strong and sorry about that guys yeah, as did most of DFS. Um, on the wide receivers, who who are you going to hand the trophy over to T.Y. Hilton, player of the week? <sighs> the T.Y. Hilton, player of the week, is Tyler Lockett. Man, that guy struggled. He literally had as many points as T.Y. Hilton this week, so that's why we are – it's just the perfect fit for the T.Y. Hilton bad week. Um, yeah, Tyler Lockett was my high-paid guy. He only – Got six DK points. Absolutely brutal. Not going to get the job done. Not even like, it's not even like Austin Eckler where you can be like, oh, he got injured. No, just just didn't get it done. Couldn't get it done against the, I, I don't want to put your Dolphins too much into the dirt, but Bad. not not too good secondary uh, with Miami Dolphins. Yeah. If you can't do it against them. I mean, I say that, but then he had like 40 points the week before. So, <laughs> uh, brutal. I, I will let you guys know between Metcalf and Lockett who I'm picking. You guys just pick the other. It's that easy. Um, it's easy money. Easy money. Who Who is your told you? My told you this in the wide receiver section wasn't necessarily great, but I need to just kind of do a little bit of a victory lap with Nelson Aguilar. Everybody went Renfro. Everybody was saying, you know what? Renfro is going to be the guy with uh, Ruggs and Edwards out. And you know what? Aguilar came out. He got 14.4 DK points and did better than Renfro. So, yeah. told you. And and Aguilar was only 2% owned versus Renfro. Was he, what, he was hitting, you know, 15% almost. So, that's that was a great pick. And, and then, he's, he's $1,100 cheaper. Come on. Yeah. And that leads to my, I'm sorry. And that's Hunter Renfro. And, you know, just all the production was seen between – well, most of the production went to – Waller and then Aguilar did catch that touchdown, which made him the second highest receiver on that uh, on the Raiders team. But 
man, I really loved Renfro. He had a great week three and I was like, all right, let's replicate it in week four. And, you know, he did not. And I'm sorry because I played a lot of Renfro and he did not pan out for me. It's okay. It's okay. But, but you were talking about Waller and the Raiders a little bit. Let's go into tight ends. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I said all the production went to Waller and it did. He had 12 targets, nine catches, 88 yards. He, he was, you know, besides the, ta- the touchdown Aguilar caught, he was basically the sole, sole target for Derek Carr that game. And I said, I didn't like this top range of tight ends. Waller was the highest I was going to go. I thought Waller was in a great position. So went heavy on Waller. He paid off. He did good. Told you. Um, yeah, but then sorry. I also, I, I, I did play a fair share of Hunter Henry. And honestly, I, I don't think it was a, bad bad logic i don't really even know i i'm so confused about this game because this game stayed close the entire time and i'm like not sure scored like 30 some points 40 points yeah and it like you know who who was scoring for the charges it it wasn't eckler obviously he was out of the game it wasn't keenan allen like he had a decent game but he wasn't scoring it wasn't hunter henry like it was just these random you know wide receiver threes fours fives that you know pick sixes defenses like I, I don't know how the Chargers stay close, but it wasn't the guys that I thought it was going to be. So I'm sorry. Yeah, it's brutal. How about your tight ends? Yeah, um, I'm just going to start with my sorry because honestly, the Toja is not that much better anyway. Um, I'm sorry, is Tyler Higby? I didn't want to play him anyway. I said don't play him. I said don't pay up this week. So it's like a weird. I'm sorry. Um, I knew. I originally had Travis Kelsey, who didn't even do great last uh, against the Chiefs. But or again, they put, he's on the Chiefs against the Patriots. Um, but no, yeah, Higby didn't get the job done at 5.1 DK points. My told you, I mean, Hawkinson 10.9, not necessarily a great game from your tight end, but I mean, it's, considering he was a top five tight end this week, um, and he wasn't priced that way, I'll throw that in. A, in a told you, yeah, it was a weird tight end week. There wasn't that many high high scores. Andrews had a really good game, but besides that, yeah. you know, you're looking at these high price guys who just had average games, so. Yeah. Couldn't really yeah. explode with tight end, couldn't go wrong. So, yeah, it is what it is. Sure. But week four is behind us, and we'll move on to week five. because now that we're looking ahead. We're, we are looking ahead, and what I saw, according to Twitter, is a historically high-scoring NFL season so far through four weeks. Um, I mean, week four's games were crazy. There were so many high high-scoring games. But week five, hopefully this continues, because that means a lot of fantasy points for us. And – we're going to the quarterbacks, and there's, you know, Patrick Mahomes was on the main slate last week, then all of a sudden wasn't. He's back, and Lamar Jackson, we know he's been having not a Lamar Jackson-like year. He's been priced down. Those two are right next to each other, 79 and 7,700, respectively. And then you go down to Josh Allen, 7,500, and Dak Prescott, who has just been lighting lighting the NFL up at 7,400. Uh, what do you think about this quarterback slate? Yeah, um, and I think it'd be fair to even throw Kyler Murray in that conversation because yeah, he's two hundred dollars cheap. But um, yeah, if you guys went to see our hands down DFS dot com uh, picks article that we uh, posted this morning uh, or yesterday morning uh, when this comes out, Dak Prescott's my guy. I going up against the Giants. Uh, I see no reason why Prescott shouldn't have another great game. They're in a position where they need a win, so I don't think they're going to try to get cute or anything. Um, and something that's encouraging is he's had two 40-point games, which, yes, that's very encouraging. But the fact that he did it in two different ways. Uh, last week he had 
the 40-point game, but he did it with 500 yards passing. The other time that he had a 40-point game, he had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, do I think that those would ever happen together? No. Um, but the fact that he is getting it done in uh, so many different ways makes me excited about what we're seeing out of Dak Prescott, and they definitely need some wins, and their defense is bad enough to keep the Giants close in this one. Yeah, I mean, he obviously, from what we've seen so far this season, has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in the NFL right now. And the fact that he's only the fourth highest priced QB is kind of like laughable. Um, Josh Allen, obviously, we've talked about his floor. Great quarterback, has an amazing floor. Um, also has a pretty good ceiling, but Dak should be priced above him. Uh, Lamar Jackson has just struggled. He's, I mean, he's come down from 8,200 to 8,100, now 79. And I think he's going to continue to fall. He's not playing, like you're not paying $8,000 for Lamar Jackson when he's playing the way he is. So Dak's definitely, definitely the guy that I think you're getting the best value for. Um, I like Kyler Murray also, even though he's going against the Jets who, you know, you look at that and first position rank against, uh, against the quarterback. Wow. But I'm not I honestly too... have no idea how. Maybe it's because teams are running the ball against. Exactly. And that's what I think it is. When, when you get up, you know, you can pretty much guarantee the first touchdown of the game is going to be a, a passing touchdown from Sam Darnold to the other team, which means that there are, you're already starting. Hey, he's not playing this week. Sam Darnold's out. Well, this, might be a, this might be a new Jets team, then. We'll see. Joe um, Flacco. I, is he elite? Oh, gosh. Joe Flacco. Is he elite? Maybe this week we'll find out if he can beat no. the uh, if he can beat no, the Cardinals. Maybe we can consider him elite. That's no. a bad Jets team. If he can lead the Jets team to a victory, we might have to consider him elite. Hey, they might be getting Le'Veon Bell back, so he might be getting some help too. Well, uh, either way, play. I, I like Kyler Murray against the Jets. I think uh, even there's the risk of this game blowing out, but I don't think that matters to the Cardinals. I think that they. Their game plan revolves around Kyler Murray so much. We've seen David Johnson kind of, or sorry, Kenyon Drake. He, uh, well, I still think David Johnson's on the Cardinals. Uh, Kenyon Drake is uh, kind of not getting, not getting the usage that he was getting last year. It's been all Kyler Murray through the year on the on the ground. So I'm not scared of him against the Jets. I think even you know he's been priced up a bit now. Now he's going against uh, you know that number one defense or whatever against the quarterback. I think it should drive ownership down on him a bit, which makes you know me even a bigger fan of him. So like Kyler Murray, like Dak Prescott are my first two guys that I'm playing this week for quarterback. Um, who, who, who do you just absolutely hate this week? Let's see. Uh, maybe I don't like, don't like Tannehill. Um, against Buffalo. I don't like many quarterbacks against Buffalo. I know that they haven't been the same defense as they were last year, but I think, you know, for around the same price, you're getting either Matt Ryan, who's going to throw the ball 60 times a game or Joe, well, not Joe Burrow. I don't really like Joe Burrow either, but Teddy Bridgewater is a guy I like again. You, I know you like him. So I, I think Daniel's in a bad spot. I also don't like that Deshaun Watson's been priced up uh, so much now, you know, he started the season or he started high, but then week two is a $6,400 quarterback. Um, he's come up $500 and still really hasn't shown anything. I mean, he had his best game of the season last week, but still was, you know, 60% completion, 300 yards, two touchdowns, not anything to write home about. So don't like his price increase. Won't be buying any of him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a position personally where if you're talking about a cash game and even most of your GPPs, um, 
Teddy Bridgewater. This is a very short list of quarterbacks because it is just Teddy Bridgewater. I think that's in this. It might. It's either going to be on my told you or I'm sorry next week. Um, but yeah, no, Teddy Bridgewater should be the guy. Um, going up against the Falcons defense, we saw. Uh, Aaron Rodgers last night with none of his uh, wide receivers basically having a monster night, um, and. The, the Falcons got more banged up last night. I see no reason why Bridgewater can't just thrive uh, this week. Yeah, like Bridgewater again, I think. I mean, he he honestly has been a really good quarterback this year. I mean, he's he, McCaffrey's come out, and he's won two games for the Panthers, so don't mind playing Bridgewater again at all. Um, I would be inclined to say uh, to attack by Loa, but apparently Fitzpatrick's still going to be the starter. Um, and he's kind of my my back pocket. I'm sorry because a lot of people were, were high on uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick last week against, against Seattle, you know, you did decent, you had a great week. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, he, a lot of people were high on him and I didn't trust him. I was like, okay, I know Seattle gives up points, but it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Isn't going to be Fitz magic, but he, he did. He come out, he came out and had a really good week. 26, like th- three straight games of over 25 DK points. Um, do I think he can do it against San Francisco again? Sure. Is it likely? Uh, probably not. I know. I don't San know. Francisco, San Francisco's they're beat up, man. I know they're you're not to say full it, strength, but... but yeah, I I just don't. You can't get four good games of Fitzmagic. Four games of Fitzmagic that doesn't happen. Like maybe in the if Fitzmagic played in the CFL or like XFL, whenever that comes back, we might see him putting up a uh, three touchdown games in like four straight weeks. But no, that's not happening. So. Don't gotcha. like Fitzmagic. Um, any but any other quarterbacks, or do you just want to move on to running back? I'm just Teddy Bridgewater Pierce this week, throwing him on my chest and running. Okay, 100% Teddy Bridgewater. Um, check back first. here next week and listen to Scotty apologize to everyone. Whew. Fighting words. Yeah, I will either be <laughs> doing victory laps around this podcast next week, or I will not show up. I will I will pull a buddy Chris uh, with Alvin Kamara and just not show up. Yeah, we're we're gonna get Chris back on here to let him take his victory laps, and then also sulk in his missed plays. But I also I also want to let it be known to everybody that is not the reason why Chris Hall is not on this podcast. Uh, he just he just couldn't make it tonight. So <laughs> yeah, uh, on the running backs, uh, big news: Chubb moved to the IR. That's opening up a lot of room for Kareem Hunt. Huge news. I thought Kareem Hunt was slowly but surely t- like taking over that Cleveland backfield. And, uh, and you know, now that he's going to have sole ownership of it, Kareem Hunt could be in for a huge game against, against Indy who has a really strong defense this year. But I, I remember week uh, two, three, whenever they played Minnesota, I was like, I'm scared of this Indy defense against Dalvin Cook. Don't play Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook had a huge game. So I'm going with the same logic. Uh, Kareem Hunt against Indy like that spot a lot, even though he, like he's, he's not that high of a price. You know, he's a mid range running back. I think if you can, you can easily fit him into your lineup. And I think he could definitely have a big game. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. Those top guys may, I like Zeke against uh, the giants. Uh, not having Camara in this slate is probably a good thing for me personally. Cause I probably would have just said, you know what? Last week was a fluke. Um, but it, it keeps me away from that. But no, I definitely like Zeke. I think um, a lot of where my money is going to be made this week is guys like you were saying, Kareem Hunt, 
Mike Davis, um, Jarek McKinnon against Miami. Um, those are going to be kind of the guys that I'm going to be aiming for that kind of middle price. Even uh, David Johnson, who's at 5,200 against Jacksonville. Le'Veon Bell is at 5,100. If he's activated off the IR against Arizona, um, the 25th worst uh, defense against running backs, I, I love that. Um, Damian Harris for New England going up against, yeah, going up against uh, Denver. Obviously, they're a good uh, defense in the, against the rushing, but so is Kansas City, and he still had 13 points, uh, 100 yards rushing on 17 carries. So, yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of my running backs, I think you can get a lot of quality guys who will end up top five in that middle tier. Mm-hmm. And Completely. that's where, just from at least a first look, and we'll see how injuries play out this week, um, that's, that's where I'm leaning. Completely agree. I think this is, it's a weaker top of the running back field this week. Um, you don't have guys like Kamara in there. Uh, obviously, we've lost a lot of the top running backs injuries, so they're not in there. But I think this is a week where you can kind of build a very balanced lineup, you know, fit in Mike Davis or, uh, you, you know, you the guys you mentioned, McKinnon, even though Mostert's back, we'll see how that plays out, like you said, uh, David Johnson. You know, some of these mid-range guys are in good positions, and I think you're better off fitting in two mid-range guys who are going to, you know, give you decent fantasy productions than trying to, you know, play Derrick Henry, say, and then punt another running back and, you know, have have both of them have a low floor but high ceiling. So I'm liking the kind of balanced approach for running backs. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I, I do like a lot. I guess my favorite play in this high price range is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um. Yeah, for sure. He, he's been he's been awesome, and I think I really like the position against uh, the Raiders. I almost said Oakland, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he's been getting you know, plenty of rushes. Uh, he twenty five in the first week, eh, not too many against the Chargers, but then twenty sixteen, like he he's been getting the touches he needs to have big games, and he hasn't broken out that huge game yet. I know week one he had a like really solid game, one thirty eight in touch, and is no joke, but. I'm I'm waiting for Clyde Edwards Hilaire to get two touchdowns and 150 yards because I he is the caliber running back that we know can do that. And I think against a Raiders team who uh in week two gave up plenty of points to Alvin Kamara. Uh I, I, I think he's probably my favorite top top range running back this week. And I think James Robinson right underneath him also has a solid chance to bounce back against a Houston defense that's not not nearly as good as they used to be against the run. Um, when they had Jadavian Clowney and they still have JJ Wap, they had Vince Wolfort. They had uh, just a bunch of guys that they don't really have anymore, and that defense is less scary, especially against the run. Um, yeah, so. I, I I was considering James Robinson. I, I took a strong look at him. I think this game plays out very similar to Jacksonville's game last week against Cincinnati. Those though, where uh, Houston, you know, could take a lead and you might have Minshew playing one score down the entire game and making him throw the ball 40 times and Robinson might not get as many touches. That's what I'm scared of. And I definitely think James Robinson, we saw it against uh, Miami where even though they weren't even able to put up many points, Robinson had a huge day. And I think he's capable of that again, but I think the kind of the game situation that I'm envisioning doesn't play to his favor. Yeah. And it's interesting because like that game that you're talking about against Miami where they were down, um, he had 83 receiving yards. Um, 
So he can definitely be used, utilized right. in the pass offense. But, I mean, then you look at his other games, 28, 18, 32, nothing special. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't see what you're talking about where if Houston gets an early lead uh, now that they don't have their head coach anymore. Maybe they yeah. actually play better. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm cheering for Jacksonville. I, Dolphins have Houston's first-round pick, so if Houston could get a nice zero or one wins this season, I'm a big fan of that. Wow. So go that James be, Robinson. But. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. Um, any of these value running backs stand out? I know we saw – you mentioned Miles Gaskin last last week. Uh, originally on the first look, he kind of – he didn't have a great game. Um, who else is down here? Devontae Freeman now with the Giants. I, I know you mentioned Harris with the Patriots. What, which of these guys do you think are in store for a potential big game? Yeah, I mean, I think Damian Harris is a guy that I already touched on. I like him. De Ernest Johnson. Um, I like I like him kind of taking over. I think Kareem Hunt gets the Nick Chubb role in the offense, and then De, De Ernest Johnson takes the uh, Kareem Hunt role. Um, because they definitely like using multiple guys in the backfield. We saw that last week that uh, De Ernest Johnson was able to get uh, 95 yards rushing when uh, he went out. So uh, once Chubb went out, so I do like him. Uh, if yeah. Le'Veon Bell plays, I like him. David Johnson, he, and those guys are a little bit higher than the, necessarily the value range, but at 51, 52, I think those guys are priced way too cheap. They, there are guys that are ahead of them that just shouldn't be. Um, right. Malcolm Brown yeah. specifically. Yeah. I know looking down at that low 5k range, upper 4k range, it's like there's some guys out there who their names just stand out screaming, you know, screaming play me because you know, they have that high ceiling because they've done it in their career, but hopefully they can find their young legs again. And, you know, yeah, we can get some production out of David Johnson or some of these guys. Yeah, for sure. Cause like you were saying, if, the game script is that Houston gets up early. Um, David Johnson is going to be a guy that they're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Let's jump over to receivers where uh, we saw a huge game from our second, second highest price receiver in Calvin Ridley. He got a whopping zero catches for Ugh. zero yards oh, well. and a nice zero touchdown for zero DK points at $7,100. Um, then he went up in price to 7,500. So that's an interesting spot. Uh, is Julio Jones fully healthy? It doesn't seem like it. If, if uh, yeah, no, he reaggravated it last night. He was he didn't play the second half. Yeah, so I, I, it, it, we might not even see him week five. It might give make us look Ridley again, but it just is so discouraging to see a guy priced that high it literally have zero points. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, yeah, I think I I like Atlanta this week. Um, but not their offense. I like their defense because they stink, and that means we are going to get a lot of free points out of Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Those guys are going to be the wide receivers. Um, I'm just really big on the Panthers this week, um, and I think they could be huge. I saw our buddy over at uh, Osmond DFS. He posted one of his lineups that he made, and it was all Panthers players, so I got a kick out of that. Um, he had, hey, that, he had like, Reggie Blanc. Like he had a Reggie Bonifin uh, running back too. <laughs> and it, was, <laughs> it. it was awesome. Uh, hilarious. Uh, but no, yeah, yeah, I definitely think that a lot of these top wide receivers are in some brutal positions. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's going to be in a spot where 
they're not going to have to throw the ball as much. Um, and again, we see that ninth against uh, the wide receiver for the Jets, not because they're a great defense, but because they're not giving up points to the wide receiver because they don't have to throw the ball. Um, Cooper, kind of the same deal against the Giants. Dallas can get up quick. I mean, obviously, Dak Prescott's going to do his thing. So if Cooper's the one catching it, that's great. But if it's that Wilson, that Wilson guy, I'm trying to find what his real name or what his first name is. Cedric Wilson is driving me insane. Every time <laughs> someone's catching the ball the last two weeks, it's been Cedric Wilson. And he had seven targets against Seattle, had 30 DK points, um, six receptions against Cleveland, or again, targets against Cleveland, only six DK points. So I don't necessarily feel great about playing him in my lineups, but it just makes playing Cooper, playing Gallup, playing Lamb less fun. Oh, man. And I, I God, I hate Lamb because I, I, I played him week one, week two, week three. I played him every week, and then he was going against Cleveland, and I thought this scenario, you know, I, that was, first of all, shocking win from the Browns. They just went out and balled they out. dominated. Just, yeah, destroyed Dallas. But, yeah, that, it was the one week I didn't play C.D. Lamb, and he comes in and scores two touchdowns and 79 yards. Come on, man. Like, can, can you not have spread that around, like, the first few weeks? But now he's priced at 6000 and, like, as you mentioned, going against Giants when you have, you know, you got Ezekiel Elliott who can just run the ball down the Giants' throats. It's not a position, I think. I think I want to play a lot of Dallas in. Granted, like I said, said that last week against Cleveland, that came back to bite me. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Will Fuller, I have a little bit of interest in. I think I think this Houston-Jacksonville game stays really close. I think Houston's the better team, but I think um, – I think it stays within the arm's reach of Jacksonville that we're going to have a like sneaky high scoring game. I think this is either like the second or third highest projected Vegas total um, for the slate. So I think, I think he's in play. Uh, I'm not in love with many of these high price receivers. Odell Beckham had a big week, uh, week four, but again, going up against Indy who has not allowed many points. Don't like going back to Cleveland unless it's on the ground and playing some Kareem Hunt. Uh, I, I I want to talk about Atlanta because you brought them up, but and Carolina. Um, my strategy this DFS season has been find who's playing Atlanta and stack the other team because Atlanta gives up a lot of points. And then my strategy has also been find who's playing Carolina and game stack that because I think whoever Carolina is playing against, as well as the receivers for Carolina, can both score a lot of points. So the fact that they're going up against each other, I think this has a potential to be you know, a 60-point game where Atlanta, you know, like the Dallas-Atlanta game where it's going to be like 40-39 and there's going to be six or seven touchdowns in the game. So I'm going to game stack this game hard. I think Robbie Anderson is in play again. Um, Has he taken over the wide receiver one duties for Carolina over DJ Moore? We'll see. We'll see. But they're now the exact same price, I believe. Uh, Uh, DJ Moore is 100 bucks cheaper, but yeah. yeah, basically the same price. So you can play either of those two guys. If Julio's out, you're definitely playing Ridley. You're definitely playing Russell Gage. You're definitely playing Hayden Hurst, at least one of those three guys. I mean, even if Julio Jones is in, you're still probably playing one of those three guys in your lineups because Atlanta can score the ball a lot. Um, Even though they can't win games, they are definitely good at scoring. So that game I want to have a lot of pieces of. I like all the receivers on that game or on those teams. 
Yeah, honestly, I think we can be probably quick in this wide receiver and move on to tight end just because I think at first look, just really fill up um, big on the uh, Panthers and Falcons wide receivers. I think those guys are going to do great. And then, like you said, if you want to go somewhere else, um, maybe the Houston-Jacksonville game is going to stay close. Maybe um, some of these other different uh, areas that you just mentioned could be a great area. But I think, yeah, for sure, the best best game to go is definitely going to be Carolina and Atlanta. Um, and cash games are definitely – going to be the guys that you pick just because they're getting, they should be safe because of how high uh, this point total should be. And then in GPPs, maybe those are the guys you actually avoid because it's going to be so high, highly owned. Yep. Uh, so yeah, let's go over the tight ends. We spent enough time on receivers. Uh, Kittle had a monster week for Monday, uh, Sunday night game. Uh, 15 targets, 15 catches, 103 yards and one touchdown. It's just crazy to look at uh, 43 DK points. Now he gets to face off against Miami, who, you know, you, you said has a bad defense, but they they people can score points on them, but I wouldn't say they're it's like a position like last year where you were always attacking them. Um I, I think he comes with his risks at sixty six hundred, I guess, is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, just because I think it's a similar situation to why the Jets are good against um opposing like passing games is just because most teams, once they get up against Miami, they don't have to, they don't have to throw the ball that much. And they also played Seattle who doesn't really uh, last week, who doesn't really utilize their tight ends as much in the passing game. They're more on the right. outsides. Um, but no, yeah, I definitely think that he is the best tight end in this slate. Um, maybe Kelsey just from a skill standpoint. Uh, but no, yeah, I think he's definitely a risk at that high of a price. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like going back to Waller again instead. Uh, we saw him get 12 targets week four. He he is clearly leading the team in targets. I think I forget the exact percentage, but I was looking at a spreadsheet earlier from Twitter where I want to say he like 35, 40% of the targets on Las Vegas were going to Waller. Some crazy number where he's clearly the guy that Carr's looking to and Carr will have to continue to look towards him because they go up against Kansas City and Kansas City will be putting up a lot of points. And I think Waller should continue to see 10 plus targets at a minimum. Like he's such a safe floor. He's a good cash game play. Uh, he still hasn't reached. I mean, I know he's right under it, but still hasn't reached that 6,000 mark where you consider them to be like an elite tight end, the, the uh, Kittle and Kelsey Andrews level tight ends. So I, I think he is in that he is with those three guys as kind of like the, those premier tight ends in the league, but hasn't reached that price yet. So I'm going back to Waller again this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's a great look. And just kind of my final tight end that I want to touch on. Um, I don't know who all you have left, but Eric Ebron for the Steelers. Obviously, Steelers homer here. Um, but Philadelphia is 29th against the tight end's position. Ebron, before they had a, a new bye uh, week or an unwelcome bye week, uh, he was looking really good. He had 16 points. Uh, they were utilizing him in the red zone. He had seven targets. Everything was kind of lining up a big way. Um, everybody was kind of big on Ebron. And I think now that he's at 4,000, he had the week off. He might go uh, under the radar. Uh, he actually dropped in price after a big week um, and to 4,000 against a Philly team that's really bad against the tight end. I think he could have a big game. That's completely fair. Um, the last guy I'm going to touch on is right below him. And shh, don't tell anyone I'm saying this, but play true sample. Oh. No. 
We know how no. well is week three. You don't agree? Uh, I'm just I'm just so hurt by true sample that you go do your thing, but yeah, I'm just <laughs> I'm just hurt. No, I have PTSD from him too. Don't get me wrong, but he he bounced back from that one yard, one target, one catch performance against Philly and had three catches for 47 yards against Jacksonville. Looked pretty good. Looked on the same page with Burrow, like you know, like he did against Cleveland. And I, I playing against Baltimore is weird because I expect Baltimore to run away with the game, but obviously they're not the same team that they were last year. So I think Burrow can keep the Bengals somewhat in this game. Not, I don't think they're going to win, but I think this game stays within two scores, maybe. And sneaky, sneaky close, and keep going to the air. Yeah, exactly. If I if I believe it hard enough, it will happen. So I think this game stays close, and I think Sample can get decent work, workload at 3,700. Um, won't be playing a lot of them. He's definitely a GPP play because we know he has a one-point floor or zero-point floor for that matter. But I, I think he's worth a shot at 3,700. Yeah. I just wish Logan Thomas was better. Yeah. I, I've, I'm officially done with that train, but, man, I wish he was better. Uh, how about our defenses? It, it, is there any value this week, or are you, are you paying up? Um, yeah, because my general rule of thumb is whoever's playing against the Jets play them, the Cardinals, uh, is who it is this week. But man, looking at New England against Denver, that could get brutal. Like, that could be a lot of points for um, the Patriots defense. Um, looking here in the value area, uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think. And maybe the Texans' defense, if they kind of play some inspired football, they have a chance um, to turn over Minshew. But yeah, I don't think anybody really is worth paying down for this week. Yeah, this is a again. This is just a first look. We'll go into depth later. But first look, there's no one jumping out at me. I mean, I, another homer pick for me. The Dolphins' defense maybe at twenty four hundred. Uh, I don't think the 49ers offense is that lethal. They really win games with their defense. So I think the Dolphins could be a uh, kind of like a, a fine value play where they're not going to give up 30, 40 points, but, you know, get you a handful of points and you just take your savings and move it on to a running back or wide receiver you want to pay up on. Yeah. I, defense, I'm Rams against Washington, anyone against Washington, just like anyone against the Jets is a fine spot. Uh, so yeah, Pittsburgh, this seems, I think this Pittsburgh like against. Pittsburgh against Steelers, um, they're the sixth, am I counting right? One, two, three, four, five, fifth uh, highest um, defense, and I think they could have a field day against Carson Wentz as they're one of the best uh, blitzing teams in the that offensive line in great. the league, and that offensive line is down three starters. Um, yeah. Yeah, that could be brutal. Yeah. Uh, I That will about wrap things up here. This was our – First look at the week five slate. Again, we'll, we'll go back into it uh, throughout the week. We'll dig in more into some of these guys, really hone in on the guys we like and bring that to you. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about the new segment. Um, we'll, we'd love to incorporate more segments. If you have any ideas, feel free to let us know and we'll, you know, we'll try it out. We'll, we'll do anything, but uh, we're, Scotty, desperate. Any, any, yeah, we're, we're desperate. Give us some content. No, but any, any closing thoughts? No, that's it, guys. Uh, just please let us know uh, if we're doing a good job here, guys. We love feedback. Anything um, is great. Um, and, yeah, just we'll keep producing content as long as you guys keep listening. And uh, we just want to bring value to you guys. Yeah. 
uh, again, if you like free money, check out Optimal DFS. Link in the description. Um, use their app. You'll win. Like pr pretty much. I'm not gonna say every time. I don't want to make guarantees, but they have been such a great tool and have won us some money. So check them out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at HandsDownDFS or visit us HandsDownDFS.com. We'll post all our articles there. Um, you can contact us there or through Twitter, and we'll respond to everyone. Uh, just let us know what you think. We want love interaction. So thanks for, for listening. Sure. Until later in the week when we come out with our picks podcast, uh, have a good one and talk to you then. See you.